so what I'm curious about is, so what leads you to, and if you answer this, I need it answered again. I apologize because I'm stupid. <laughs> we all are. So what leads you to the idea of everything is restorative versus, versus there are eternal consequences? I'll say it that way. Okay. All right, what direction do I want to go with this? But Cheers. Because there's a lot of directions to take with it. Oh, that it. is so good. Okay, because we could, we so could go down the... David Bentley Hart, my favorite section, he has four different uh, positions he like takes aim at when hmm. he defends his argument. And one of the ways is, is like the, the problem of free will. Like, what do we do with free will? Yeah. And that was probably my favorite section. That was, that was one of the only ones where I was like, I understand this. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> and like the fact that I read this book like a year ago... Yeah. And I'm still, like, I can recount it now, right? It's pretty good. <laughs> Look at that retention right there, baby. That was a grad school That's brain. college retention. Yes. <laughs> the only thing I remember from it, though, <laughs> is basically we don't have free will. We hmm. can't argue. We have a degree of free will. Sure. But we can't argue, and I've kind of hinted at this in other podcasts, and I was quoting him, basically. Hmm. I took the credit, but I was quoting him. Nice. We can't have full free will unless we have full knowledge. Hmm. And so the argument is, is hmm. <laughs> all right, just to be sacrilegious for the fun of it. Do it. <laughs> because we don't have full knowledge and therefore we don't have free will, God is culpable for not giving us full knowledge. Because hmm. if we... I've heard, I've heard you say something like that before. Yeah, yeah I have. So let me, let me like ask this question here, which is probably like, might be where you're going. So, why do we not have free will if we don't have full knowledge? And what does full knowledge mean? Okay. Say, okay, this is a perfect example. I have a Snickers, mm -hmm. I have a bag of chips, and then I have a third undisclosed item that you don't even know about. Yeah. And I say, pick one. And you pick from the Snickers and the chips. So I don't know about the third option. You don't even know about the third option. So what you're saying is our will is limited by what we know. Because okay. the third option is absinthe. Nice. And you're going to pick absinthe I'm gonna cry. every single time. <laughs> True. But you don't know that absinthe is available to you. Okay. That's a perfect analogy. That was good. I just that was really good. On the spot, too. That was very good. I've had much to drink. Much drinks, sir. <laughs> much drinks I've had here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so that's... I feel like that explains it. I don't know. Yeah. So, it, so okay. Hmm. I understand where it's coming from, but I also in the sense of like, in some ways it goes to the definition of free will. Uh -huh. So in my, in my view, it's like, okay, it's the free will is the ability to choose. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many options are available to you or if you even know about all the options, but it's your ability to choose from what's presented to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm saying our free will is restricted because we don't have full knowledge of all the options available to us. Okay. Like, we don't realize how good God is. Sure. If we knew how good God is, who was saying no to that? Hmm. Who? Who was saying no? So, anyway. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not a real person, but... Oh. Oh, dang! 
Another podcast. Another podcast. Stay around for season two, baby. Oh, we're talking about Satan. <laughs> Which there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, there is. There is. And we've, yeah, we talked about. We've touched on the concept it. a little bit. Yeah, because I believe in two different forms of it. I think it changes New and Old Testament, but yeah. that's good into the weeds. Which it actually does. It actually yeah. does because the Jewish concept of Satan and the much different. And it and it it's much different, sir. And yeah. then it goes back. to... <laughs> Because, like, the whole, <laughs> the whole like, serpent in Genesis 3, that's a Christian yeah. thing to say that Satan. Uh, I wanted to ask to you. To identify as a single being, yeah. I wanted to ask you, uh, what is the purpose of a punitive justice? What's the purpose? Okay. I'm trying to think of a good answer here. Trying to think of how to answer this well. Analogies are most fit. <laughs> Here's one I haven't even thought of while I'm speaking. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do want to separate my answer from this is not necessarily my view of God, but it's just, we mean, what is the purpose of punitive? So answering that. That's such a funny word. It's so funny. <laughs> um, so answering that in, in particular. I would say, what's the purpose of it? The purpose is to... So, I let's say I've set a, uh, a guideline. Mm-hmm. You can call it rules if we want. Rules. <laughs> let's say I've said, okay, you can do this, you can do this, you can't do that. Yeah. And you decide, I'm going to do the thing I can't do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, well, I told you no, so I'm going to punish you for that. Because that's the consequence for doing that. Consequences. Yeah. Which can be good or bad. Uh We typically view them very negatively, but there's good consequences too. (laughs) Um, So consequence, result of whatever your action was. So you've chosen to not obey the guidelines I've set up for you. So then I would be just in saying within this guideline saying, okay, you deserve the punishment for not, not following the guideline. So, what's the benefit of that? The benefit is that justice is served. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we see this. This is the Old Testament, man. This is the story of Israel. They disobey God, they get sent into the wilderness. They disobey God, they come under Babylonian captivity. Mm-hmm. But does it end there? Does it Mm-mm. ever end there? Because God's justice is restorative. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. Yeah. But for who? <laughs> for Israel. For God's people. Mm-hmm. Who's God's people? Israel. Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we, we, I mean, I feel like this goes into my theology of hell, but I don't want to touch on it because it's more like the the whole election thing. Because Calvinists are big on the the idea of election. They love electing people. Romans 9 through 11, right? I love it. Yeah, yeah. That was a joke there. I'm actually, okay, so we're more than an hour in. This is when the alcohol hits. This is so good. Are you feeling it? Are you feeling it? You fun. feeling it now, Mr. Yeah. Krabs? I got the buzz. <laughs> oh, we're going downhill from here, baby. Yeah, we are. We still got time. Yeah. Yeah, we got Where's time. Where's going? We got, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. But so, okay, go for no, it, go okay, for it. Okay. Go for it, go for it. No, I, so what What you were saying there made me think of like the prodigal son story, mm. right? Who left the house? The son. The son. Yeah, it's not a trick question. The younger son. Yeah, yeah. And and then so, <laughs> we're we're thinking the prodigal son. We have a father. We have a son. 
And then I also think of how, you know, we, we uh, name the, a third of the Trinity father. Mm. We're not parents here. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it's like to have a child. Sure. But if we did, I imagine no matter what our child does, that we may have to punish them for the sake of them learning their lesson mm-hmm. because we care about them. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a time where, the, where you cut them off? Hmm. When, when they couldn't come running back to you and you wouldn't open, welcome them with open arms. Because mm. that's the story of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. The son runs and, and lives the life he wants to live not the life the father has prepared for him. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he comes back, the father welcomes him. So here's... But what about the older son who just rejected in the end? The son did... The, the, the older son did that to himself. Mm-hmm. That's how the story goes. The, the older son... It, who's the older son in that story? Who is Jesus talking about in that story? I mean, it could be any of us. But at that specific time, he's talking about Pharisees and... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The religious people. Yeah. Who's the ones going to be butthurt when people that don't deserve heaven make it in heaven? Mm-hmm. The religious people who did everything right. Mm-hmm. People are going to be... The the offensive nature of the gospel... Uh, this is a Rachel Held Evans quote. I'm not going to get it mm-hmm. right, obviously. We don't quote people exactly because they're... Mo- we, we want to take some responsibility for them. <laughs> but the offensive nature of the gospel is not who it excludes, but who it includes. Mm. And, and my argument is that, is that that is everybody. That's what's okay. offensive about it. Is hmm. God welcomes everybody in. Hmm. So where does that exclusion or inclusion, where does that, where is that line drawn? Or you say no line That's is drawn? That's what I'm saying, man. There's no line drawn. In the end... So, like, do you extend the... that Do you extend that to supernatural beings? Like, Bro, you know how I feel about supernatural beings. I don't even talk about that shit because I, I don't know. understand it. But I had to throw it into it just to, like, <laughs> okay, see so, where we okay. stand. See I, where we stand. I will say it's valid because Origen is, is famous for saying that even Satan himself will be saved. Hmm. Who's Origen? I don't know. You don't know Origin? I don't think so. Church Father. Okay. I, I talked about him at the beginning. Okay. Back okay. when you were sober. You understood then. <laughs> no, Origin was a very... Okay. He was one of the most important uh, church fathers in the first 500 years. Hmm. And he... Okay, so I'm not going to go into the whole history of Origin. That's not what the podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> but he's from the region of Alexandria, and he did a hmm. lot of work that... Uh, preceded the work that Thomas Aquinas would do hmm. in the 1100s. Maybe later. Might have been the 1200s. Don't quote me on dates. This it was is a not, long time this ago. This is a history class. It was before we were born. It was, it was <laughs> before we were born. But, like, still. Anyways, Origen was one of the first to, like, kind of learn from Plato hmm. and show how some of the things Platonic thought had lined up with the Logos revealed in Jesus. Hmm. And, and so he was really, he was more of a mystical person, so feelings mattered in his theology, but he was also, he's still famous as one of the most important church fathers. Hmm. So, big fan. He had some weird thoughts on wow. some things, but everybody back then did. Even on some. <laughs> like most people. Oh, yeah. Like our, our concept of like his sub- substitutionary atonement, which, you know, Calvin took and created his own atonement theory out of. Yeah. That dude has some whack things to say about angels and stuff. Like, it was weird. Everyone does. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Everyone's not perfect. Like, who do, <laughs> yeah, we all got whack opinions. True. Some was more than others, for yeah. sure. <laughs> so, okay. So I'll be very blunt. <laughs> and I'm trying to, I was, I've been trying to think about how to, like, how can I say this? Wait, I feel like blunt is a shot word, because... Let's do it. (laughs) You picked the poison absinthe? Yeah, we haven't had absinthe yet. Yeah. Plus, like, that's the closest alcohol to weed. (laughs) If we have this much, (laughs) we might see God. (laughs) Do we release the absinthe-only episode on Patreon? Not yet, but it will be released. It will be on Patreon? By the time this is out. Oh, shoot. Okay, I'm going to do this. By the time it's re- this is released, it'll be out. Because I was just looking at that. We did a camping special absinthe-only episode. <laughs> Do I know what it was about or what happened? No. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. But were we drunk? No, we were tipsy. <laughs> and on vacation. We were on island time. Was it 4th of July? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so good. I haven't had that synth since 4th of July. Because I've been waiting for you. I just felt my third eye open, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Okay, I, so understand... I'm not trying to say this to be hurtful or anything. Please. please this is, these are my thoughts. I trust you. Let's go. And I'm trying to be... I'm trying to say this as nice as I can. So my... My under my view, my understanding. When it comes to, and you've heard, you've probably heard me talk about it. I know I talk about it in my new monologue episode too. I haven't heard that. Which yet. you haven't heard yet. Oh. I talk about me-centered worship, mm-hmm. which I'm totally against. Mm-hmm. I think there is a place for recognizing what God did for us, but there's a lot of negative that happens when we focus entirely on us, mm-hmm. masquerading as worshiping God. Mm-hmm. I know I'm hitting on a lot of worship songs right now. <laughs> yeah. So I view, and I'm going to say this word, but I know that you don't like to associate yourself with this word. But there's application there. I'll say it this I won't even use the word. I'll say it this way. If we believe that there's no... If we believe that God is doing everything he can to restore every single one of us, regardless of our choice to follow or reject him, then I think that's a very, like, narcissistic view (laughs) of who God is and what his purposes are. And I don't mean that in a hurtful way at all. That's just the best way I could think of to explain what I'm thinking. Um, And so I think that when we look at what Jesus did, Mm -hmm. what God has done, what he's doing, Mm -hmm. and if we view that entirely in the lens of us... (laughs) I think it can lead us to the place of, oh, well, it's restoring me, it's doing this for me, instead of what is God, God God's purpose is to bring, bring himself glory, and that's good. And so, <laughs> and I know you're going to say, like, part of that you're saying, I agree. <laughs> I already know that, because I see, I see the logic line. Um, and I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my tactic of explaining myself well. Yeah. So, 
That's a lot that I said already. Yeah. And I could say a lot I'm, more. I'm ready. But I'm to willing respond. to hear you. I'm, I'm willing to, to hear your response. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's a silly take. Absinthe baby. I think it's valid. Yeah. But it's also really silly. Okay. Explain. Okay. For one, <laughs> I am the older brother in that story. Like going back to the prodigal hmm. son, I'm the older brother. Hmm. I'm upset about who is getting saved. <laughs> I'm already a Christian. It's not helping me to believe this. <laughs> okay. And that's what's offensive about it. Hmm. It's like people that don't deserve to get in, get in. Hmm. And the problem is, and this is a Calvinistic twist here, like, hmm. none of us deserve to get in. Correct. And yet we do. Mm-hmm. So... And it, again, that is very Calvinistic. And this is where I'd say, like, we're maybe, so depraved. Maybe I do lean on that. But I, I would say it's like to view that in that yeah. lens, I think it's amazing that anyone goes to heaven. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you're saying everyone goes to heaven. <laughs> and yeah. that's like, that's even more mind blowing. It's well, like, is and, that mercy? And that, that's, the other, that's the other reason I think it's silly is the fact that because I started to believe this, mm-hmm. it helped me become a better christian Hmm. it helped me to start showing more concern for those who are not christian Hmm. and okay and and these are just like these are my silly thoughts too Hmm. like i recognize my response right now is being really silly Mm -hmm. but if i was going to take a serious response i think that view has such a low christology it has such a low view of who christ is Hmm. like when it comes to jesus um Jesus being the God-man, yeah. like we talk about how he is fully God and he's fully man, mm-hmm. and that's a contradiction in itself. How yeah. does that make sense, right? Yeah. Jesus is the new Adam, to put mm. it that way. He's the new Adam. Mm-hmm. He's the new proto- prototype for humanity. Yeah. So in order for us, and, and this goes along with my definition of sin, mm. it, in order for us to be fully human is to walk the way of Christ. Hmm. Like, that is the way we have been designed to walk. Hmm. Like, I, I think a lot of times it, the fear is valid. I get it. Mm-hmm. it. But I think it is... What's the word? I think you're doing a disservice to people who believe this by saying it is narcissistic. Hmm. Especially because that's a really strong word. And, and I, again, that's why, that's why I tried afterwards to... So are you good with self, self-centered? Is that fine? Is that's that, good. Yeah. Um, that's 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 a better word, probably. But, but even that, like, I don't like that because it's like, I'm not focusing on myself. Like, yeah. I'm not using this as a, an excuse to go, you know, sow my wheat however I want, sow my mm-hmm. oats, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, my concern for others is still strong. And also, and this is another topic, but, like, what about uh, the people who are not Christians? Is this saying that they are not good intent intended because like, mm. like so take saint thomas aquinas who would say we and socrates too he got it from socrates mm-hmm. uh we are all situated toward the apparent good hmm. which goes also to david binley hart's free will <laughs> argument right yeah whatever appears good is what we want hmm. but because we don't have the full knowledge of what is actually good hmm. we do what, what appears good which hmm. sometimes means we have to do what justifies the means the ends justify the means hmm. uh All I have to say is, if Jesus is the prototype for humanity, then we are not living 
fully and freely unless we are walking the Jesus way. Mm -hmm. Like that is the freest life we can live. Yeah. You agree with that, right? Yeah. So it's, it's not an excuse to go out and sow your oats. It's Mm -hmm. honestly, it's, it makes God even more, well, we already said it makes it, makes the idea of salvation universal universalism is more palatable and i'm saying that that hell is not necessary in order for us and a punitive justice is not necessary for us to want to live god's way Mm -hmm. and i believe that everybody Mm -hmm. will in the end Hmm. i don't think there's any getting out of that Hmm. but we are we're finite temporal beings and it's it, we could go into like very specific details of like what about thirteen year olds who mess up sure. and then die in a car accident, something sure. horrific. And that's a huge conversation. Exactly. That I'm not it's, equipped to answer or to even talk about, I feel like. But so what I will say, and I, I will spend some time talking about this as dude, we're getting I feel like we're getting pretty close to two hours. This is insane. I feel like we're like an hour and a half right now. One and a half, but we spent a lot of time effing around. So True. Probably. Dude, I love it. It's so good. I hope you guys are enjoying this. I'm enjoying this thoroughly. <laughs> it kind of okay. So every time I look at the, whenever I look at the camera, and yeah. it's like really small. <laughs> Nicholas Cage looks like a Christmas tree from here. <laughs> so like, is this a Christmas episode? <laughs> For anyone who has noticed, that is Nicholas Cage, and he will not be going away anytime soon. <laughs> I was thinking about maybe turning this into the logo, but now I'm like, maybe that is just gonna stay Nicholas Cage. <laughs> That's me right now in this mindset. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so what I, what I will... I'm going to be... Because I know you shared a bit, and I didn't share, so I'm going to share. Kind of my leading to this point. So I, I will say, I think the similarity is in the sense that when I first prayed the prayer, in quotes... <laughs> yeah. Which is not a traditionally Christian thing. Correct. <laughs> it's very recent. Yeah, it is. Of things. It really is. When I, when I when I went through that, it was totally based on I don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. It was completely out of fear. Mm-hmm. And what I'll argue for myself, this is not everybody. This is me personally. This is anecdotal. Was I a Christian then? No. Because I didn't love God. Ooh. I was afraid of hell. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so there's a whole long journey that I'd love to share with people. It might take an hour. I hope it doesn't. It would at least take a half hour. I know that. Because there's a lot to talk about in what God did for me and how he got me to this place that I'm at. <laughs> it continues to move me. Um, but what I, what I will share right now in the short time I have is, like, I came to a place where I believed that God was God, but I didn't really believe it. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I didn't believe it. And so I spent a whole lot of time just being like, okay, let me just learn a ton of stuff. Let me just fill my brain with stuff so if people ask me questions, I can answer them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be like, oh, well, this and this and this. That's why, you know, that is that. Um, I didn't really believe it until I came to a place when God showed himself to me, which I'd love to share, and... I recognize that, oh my gosh, like that is God and this is me. 
had nothing to do with theology, had nothing to do with is heaven real, is hell real, is, you know, mm -hmm. the guy next door even a per real person, is the Matrix real? <laughs> had nothing to do with any of that, but it was a recognition of knowing that God is truly God, he is truly good, and how in the most finite possible way, recognizing how good and holy God really is. And then seeing myself in front of that. <laughs> this was that moment I had in Starbucks when I was bawling my eyes out. <laughs> what I really recognized, truly recognized is like, there is nothing that I can do in my own power to be anywhere near how good God is. And I think that's something we could probably both agree on. Mm. But I, so for me, that w that's kind of the basis of where I'm coming from is, is, and this is where I, this, this is part of the reason why I'm like, I, I don't like the me-centered worship. <laughs> I'm gonna say it that way for right now. Because it's like, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about how good God is. Mm -hmm. And because of how awful I am, we could say how, what degree of awfulness that really is. But recognizing that it's like, no matter how good I am or how bad I am, that goodness or that badness doesn't even come close to a tiny understanding of who God really is mm -hmm. in the fullness of his goodness and his holiness and his righteousness. Yeah. And it's like, that is so big, that is so grand, that is so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> that it's like, I will never come close to that. So if I choose, that's very Arminian of me to say, I recognize. Well, you're not a Calvinist, so you're okay. True. I'm not an Arminian either, but I'm, I'm, I'm arguing for them right now. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Jack Daniels, Tennessee Fire. Whiskey Fire. Fire, baby. Fire! <laughs> fire in the hole. <laughs> Let's get purified. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Woo! I really like that one a lot, actually. That's probably my favorite Jack Daniels. That one's pretty good. Fire. Yeah. So I think when I look at it, my view is how could my choice, my, my choices in life, God blesses me with a time on earth. God blesses all of us with a time on earth. How could I spend those times continuing to not choose him, even though I do? <laughs> I often choose to not choose him. Um, it's a daily battle. It's a minute struggle. <laughs> minute by minute, it's every, every time it's a struggle. Can I make a really perverted joke? Please. It's John Piper's fault. <laughs> <laughs> he, he once tweeted... Uh, you're not on Twitter as much as me, so you don't know. But he True. once tweeted, very unassumingly, I wake up every morning and the devil is sitting on my face. <laughs> oh no! I can imagine the comments. <laughs> this was like five years ago and people are still talking about it. Oh no! The fact that was top of your mind. <laughs> oh man. But so that's and what's what's funny is because there does seem to be a leap in there 
that I think we might both be taking in two completely different sides. <laughs> and it's like, how could a god that good, that rhymed, <laughs> how could I possibly be close to him? You know, like, what? <laughs> how could he possibly want to make the most inefficient choice possible and redeem me? Why does he redeem anyone? I know you're, sm you're smirking right now. <laughs> I recognize that. And so it's like, okay, he doesn't have to, and he'd be good not to, but he allows us the opportunity to choose him. I recognize, again, that's Arminian. <laughs> so sorry, Calvinist. <laughs> I'm being very Arminian today. But... A lot of us, at a time, myself included, didn't choose him. And again, he's good to give us the consequence for that decision. None of us deserve heaven. All of us deserve hell. But the ones that choose to follow him because of Christ aren't given what we deserve. I'm sure there might be a level that you disagree with, so I'm gonna let you talk, because I know you've been waiting. Well, you you were you were really articulate. Thank you. Until we took that shot, I think that might have hit you. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with everything you were saying. And I just up fell apart there. Yeah, I, 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 I figured. I, yeah. I do take issue with. And that's what's funny. There's a lot that you've said that I completely agree that's with. The thing, man. That's but then there's that conclusion. I'm like, oh, well, hold on. <laughs> it has. And I'll be honest. I'm. I don't know if it's just my lack of preparation up to this point, Dude. or what it is, but it's like you've been preparing. Your I don't know how to this. how to argue it well. <laughs> you've been preparing your whole life for this. What are you talking about? <laughs> my whole life is spent for this. <laughs> I thought this episode was gonna be next week. <laughs> okay, why would we are God's creation? Yeah. Why would he? He's our father. Mm -hmm. God is our father. I don't, mm -hmm. I'm using the masculine language too much. I'm trying to get away from that. But God <laughs> is our Sorry, father. Sorry, I accept it. <laughs> God is our father. Mm -hmm. he, God's a good father. Mm -hmm. He created us. Mm -hmm. And where I, one of the first places I separate myself from Calvinism is in their understanding of total depravity. Mm. It's impossible for us to not be, to some degree, good. Hmm. Because God created us, and what God creates is good. He mm -hmm. says it in Genesis. Mm -hmm. It's loud and clear. Hmm. There's a whole lot of directions to take that, for sure. And uh, it's funny, I've, I know I answered this on another episode we did. It was like, you asked me, do I believe in total private? And I said, yes, with an asterisk. <laughs> I believe in my definition of total <laughs> <laughs> And there's a whole lot at play there. But, okay, so another thing you said was sure. that because God is so good, how could we ever imagine, like, deserving to partake in that goodness? Yeah. Is basically what you said. Yeah. That was a better way to say what I said. <laughs> First of all, when it comes to God's goodness, when mm -hmm. we say God is good... We don't know what that means. True. When we say God is good, it doesn't mean the same thing as when we say something else is good. Mm-hmm. To argue for your side, 
our understanding of God's goodness is this compared to what it's, it really is. Yeah, it's infinite. We Yeah. <laughs> and for those listening, I made my fingers were together. <laughs> and then they were very far apart. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I think that's it's something to recognize is our own finiteness. When it's like I think it's I think everyone no matter who you are recognizes that we can't and we don't understand everything. About like we don't have free will because we don't have free knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have full knowledge, so how would we? What? Well, well, I would say we have a limit to free will, maybe in a sense, but I don't, there's a lot to say in there. I don't. Let's just, I'd have to think through it. But let's just spend the last five minutes talking about what we agree on, <laughs> please. Because <laughs> I think what we can say is that. I think leading up to our conclusion, there's a lot we agree on. Well, and, and then but then the, there seems to be a jump somewhere that we aren't articulating, <laughs> and that's just completely changed the conclusion. The little nuance has eternal consequences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And part of it is, and this is what I'm trying to understand, which I don't understand is um, the perspective. Because I think we're, it, it, it's like we're viewing the same thing from two different angles, and I don't understand your angle yet. <laughs> in, Interesting. If that makes sense. I'm not saying I, even if I did, I'm not saying I'd agree, but I don't, I don't totally recognize how you're viewing it. I, what, what I'm saying is God is so good. Mm-hmm. He, God is so good that what he creates, he sustains mm-hmm. and redeems. And God will never let, God will never close the door on mm-hmm. us, mm. which goes back to that C.S. Lewis quote. When he, when C.S. Lewis talks about uh, hell, he describes hell as a room, a locked room with the key inside. Mm. It's locked from the inside. It's because we Which will is funny because I didn't interpret that completely differently than you have, but really? yeah, continue. Okay, well, that's kind of, C.S. Lewis was... He wasn't a universalist. He was? He wasn't. Oh, he was not. Okay. A lot of people argue that he was because he's, he's really obscure. Hmm. He was definitely a hopeful universalist, hmm. which means he didn't quite believe it, but he hoped it was true. And yeah. I think, and David Bentley Hart too would say that the whole idea of hopeful universalist is ridiculous. Hmm. It's like, just take a stance, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I say this too? Yeah, might as well. And, uh... I'll say this when I view from how you've presented it and other people that I've listened to online present it. It's like the whole idea of like progressive Christianity, the idea. Don't I, put me in that box. I won't, I won't I'm trying push to be orthodox box. here. I'm trying to be orthodox. <laughs> Just well, because okay. I'm not American evangelical <laughs> does not mean I'm not trying to be orthodox. <laughs> I'll put it in this category of everyone goes to heaven eventually at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, I... I'll say I hope for that. I hope that's true, but I don't believe that's true. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's okay. my desire. And that makes sense. It's that my desire sense. that all go to heaven, but I don't believe that's true. Yeah. And and the reason you believe that is because you... you we both kind of touched on this. Tell me what I believe. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> you are doing something very noble and virtuous. Mm in trying your best 
to push away your own desire for the sake of God's desire. Mm. And you've made that clear in, in how you have said that your hesitancy with people who consider themselves universalists, mm-hmm. which I don't. <laughs> <laughs> your hesitancy is that mm. there is a self-centeredness there. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to submit to God's ways. That's noble. God's ways are higher than our ways. They're the best way. Mm-hmm. God's way is the best way. Mm-hmm. And so because you are going to such a degree of, honestly, it's a modern form of asceticism. It's a modern form of piety. Mm. Because you want to please God. That's the root of it. You mm. want to please God. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like you have to put your desire to the side. Mm. But I'm arguing that this isn't your desire at all. Mm. It's God's desire. Mm. God desires that all should be saved. It's in scripture. Mm-hmm. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. In Acts, work your way through that one. In Acts, it literally says, God desires that all shall be saved. Yeah. What do Calvinists do about that? You know? There's a whole lot. To, <laughs> I, I'm actually familiar with that argument. <laughs> but we don't need to get into it. Um, so it's not just your desire that you hope everybody's saved. Mm-hmm. It's God's desire, too. It's mm. not selfish. It's not narcissistic. Which I think you would take that back. Narcissistic is a psychological <laughs> diagnosis. <laughs> well, I'll go with the definition self-centeredness. Yeah. And I, I will say I still don't take that back i still believe that no 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 but i i I recognize better what you're saying no i'm not saying you're taking aback your your beliefs about hell and eternal eternal torment i'm saying you take back using the usage of the word narcissist yeah i would rephrase it to (laughs) self-centeredness narcissist is a little extreme and well side point but we use the word narcissist way too often and take away from what is actually narcissistic you know that's fair so i, I think a better use a better term there would be self-centeredness yeah. which we all um, are to a degree mm-hmm. we all have a sense of self-centeredness because we want to protect yeah. ourselves. we have yeah. we, we are vulnerable and we're afraid of that vulnerability getting exposed and mm-hmm. getting hurt so we focus ourselves. yeah 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 there's a lot <laughs> but and this is this is one where I'll say it's like I, I definitely see us looking at two sides of the hourglass. <laughs> is that even a saying? No, it's not. I made it up. <laughs> We've had like three or four shots on top of all this. <laughs> no, I definitely see us. I'll say two sides of the six, or is it a nine? <laughs> Sixteen. Uh, no. Oh, you little twelve-year-old perv. Nice. <laughs> I noticed myself. You? Elon Musk. What's wrong with you, girl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but in that sense, is like, ah, some people would. I know people would take offense to that. Maybe <laughs> even saying that. Not the not the not the sex joke. <laughs> Everybody loves sex jokes. Yeah, they do. We're all friends. <laughs> True that. And I think God laughs at those too. So. I sure hope so. I think he's got a sense of humor. Reading the Bible, that man's got a sense of humor. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I definitely see us looking at... It's funny, like, leading up to a point, I think our syllogisms, to use a logic example, are, are somewhat similar. Wait, 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 wait. That's a pretentious word. We're taking a shot. Yeah, I like it. Uh, let's do this one. We haven't done this in this one yet. Or should we absent it? 
<laughs> Full shot. <laughs> um, I think that leading up to it, I think there's a lot that we agree on because we've said similar things leading up to it, but our conclusions are very different. And, I, and right now, I don't think neither of us are saying are saying anything convincing to the other person. No, no, definitely <laughs> And not. part of it, I'll say for myself, I'll let you make this statement. For myself, it's like, there's that, there's that point in there that it's like, there's a lot that we agree on that I would assume like, oh, well, of course it leads you to this. And there's a missing piece in there that I don't know how to articulate. Interesting. And I'm like, huh. Okay, so I've, we've said the same thing for the most part leading up to this conclusion, but our conclusions are still different. So what's the difference? <laughs> our interpretation of scripture. I think so. I, I think, think that's the level of it. I, yeah. I think that's it. I think The terms we're using, there's a, there's a difference in perspective, the mm -hmm. difference in interpretation there yeah. that are leading us to separate conclusions Cause with I, the same information. As many scriptures there are that hint toward... A, an eternal conscious torment mm -hmm. there's just as many universalist scriptures hmm. they balance each other out what hmm. do you do with that hmm. and so you can harp on the ECT for short scriptures <laughs> I got a whole arsenal eternal... myself we can use scripture however we want that's sure. the problem um, and I think that's where it comes down to what I love to say Truth is truth is truth. <laughs> and I still don't know what that is. In the season one, you said it many times. I don't know what that means. You keep saying it. I don't know I what it means. Saying it. And you know what? That's what's funny about it is because it's like it sounds so circular. But it's like, so I, the best I can explain it, and it's funny because it really doesn't make that much sense. But that's why I feel like maybe this is something that my like absinthe brain figured out <laughs> or maybe god showed me i don't know i'm not gonna blame it on anybody but myself is like truth is always true no matter what because truth doesn't change mm -hmm. so truth is truth mm -hmm. it's truth mm -hmm. <laughs> it's always true no matter what no matter what circumstance you put it in if something's wrong then it's not truth if it's right it's truth mm -hmm. if it's right in every circumstance and that's 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 what I mean that's by that. Only abstract though. That it's very abstract. But I look. It's not just abstract. I mm. take that back. Mm. That is capital T truth. Mm. It's not lowercase t truth. Mm. So there's capital T truth. Mm -hmm. Who is a person? Mm -hmm. Jesus is capital T truth. All Correct. truth is assumed in Christ. Yeah. But there's lowercase t truth that involves experience, mm. and that is also assumed in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that discounts it. No, I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't. I yeah. Would, I would, uh, oh, thank you. No, thank I probably would I, I wouldn't. I but no, that. so what I will say, because I think that's an important thing to bring up, and we've talked about. <laughs> we've you're gone good. so you're long. Good. Good okay, time. perfect, perfect, perfect. We're, I mean, if we're going two and hours, so, what's like two hours and ten two, minutes? We're, we're, I'm loving every second of this. It's like every episode should be two This feels like ten minutes. Cheers. Still, cheers. What was that? That was good. Oh, I freaking love tequila. That's so good. Oh, that was me campo. <laughs> yeah, so when I think about that, I want to hear your perspective on this. When someone has an experience, let's say, for example, I say something to you and it offends you. Yeah. You are valid in being offended. And I use that word very intentionally because I believe that 
feelings are valid no mm-hmm. matter what. Mm-hmm. But is your feeling true? You're valid for feeling that way, but are you truth for feeling that way? To some extent. And probably. what that means is, what was my intention? Was I intending to to offend you? If I was, then your feeling feelings you're pro- are valid okay. Okay. and true. If I was not, well, you're a little your bit... feelings are valid, but what I said, my intentions were not to offend you, but they did, which means I that I, I need to... There's a correction on both sides. Continue, continue. Yeah. I, okay, okay, okay. Going back to my definition of total depravity from a few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably a little bit in there that was like, I want to show myself smarter than you. <laughs> so I'm going to offend you a little bit. Please. But I'm still right. I love getting offended. But there's still a little bit... No, that's what I'm saying. I'm being <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. I'm pretending to be mm, you. Mm. So, like... There, there, you're, because we are not God... Yeah. We, because we are not the absolute, mm-hmm. every time we say something, it's not the capital T truth. Hmm. So, if I get offended, it's because you did not present... It, it's, some of that offendedness... We're getting really, like, philosophical here. We really are. Like, this is actually, like, tipsy theology. <laughs> this is... All right, it takes us two hours to get to real tipsy theology. Because <laughs> now that I'm really tipsy, I'm like, I really want to get in this conversation. Me too. Like, like you, and we're leaning forward more. You... <laughs> uh, you... You never speak... You never... <laughs> <laughs> that got so loud. That sounded like the opening, like, movie theater thing. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Universal Studios. <laughs> what? That That's the sound it makes. That's yeah. the sound it makes. Okay. You never speak from a capital T truth. Hmm. So my offendedness is valid. So. Dzam. Hmm. <laughs> Andy's going to have to blurt so many. I'm so sorry, Andy. I'm okay. so sorry. Don't edit this. Damn. Just don't do it. There's, there's... <laughs> Save yourself the trouble and don't edit it. <laughs> totally had a point where I was going to totally own you, dude. Oh, man. I was going to own you. I wish you still had it. Okay, so I, I've been reading for class, we've read James Cone. Mm-hmm. Probably most important black theologian of the 20th century. And uh, he he's kind of the reason where I'm getting this, like, this emphasis on capital T truth and lowercase mm. t truth. Because mm. part of lowercase t truth is experience. Mm-hmm. And, and to be fair... I don't discount experience. No, I don't think it. I'm not. Whoa, yeah. whoa, I'm not. I didn't think you were, but I wanted to em- make sure I emphasized that. All right. So, lowercase t truth. Mm-hmm. A lowercase tr- t truth is uh, black suffering in America. Hmm. That is a true thing. Hmm. That's really happened. And it's still happening. Mm-hmm. We have not solved the problem of racism in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What it, it that that falls under the umbrella of Jesus's capital T truth, hmm. and the thing about Jesus is he lo- This is another okay. <laughs> Let me check the time because I wanna I wanna rant a little bit about one of my other theologians. Honestly, do you, this is the finale episode for season one. <laughs> rant. So there we also had to read this feminist theologian. She's not a Christian. Post-Christian. Mm. And so her argument was, you can't be a Christian and a feminist. And so mm. she went the route of feminist theologian and wow. left the Christianity behind. Mm. And her arguments, beautiful, wonderful. Mm. In my paper, I disagreed. My professor, <laughs> you're wrong here, here, and here. 
I, I want to meet your professor so bad. I want to have one one lunch conversation with him, <laughs> just to know like how wrong am I? Can I be very honest? I'm t- I know I'm interrupting. I apologize. No, 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 no. Go ahead. There was a few months ago. I know I, I shared a while ago when, when Bryce was on that I like to do my morning walks at like six a.m. and just pray. I haven't done that for a while, and I'm I want to get back into it. But one of those times, I I was praying to God and I I asked him I was like, I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. And you know how that's exactly what I thought. It was one of those like free conscious thoughts. It's so early in the morning. Please take that mic away. What? <laughs> but so what's funny about that is like, so what did God do? He showed me how wrong I am. Yeah. yeah. And because I prayed, I, was, I prayed. I was like. God, show me that I'm not this good, that I am wrong, that I there, there are problems. And he's like, yeah, you got problems. <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah, I got problems. <laughs> but I don't know how that ended up. No, there. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad yeah. you said it. You know, like reading Dietrich Bonhoeffer for another class. Yeah. It's like that's part of being a disciple does not make it. And this isn't, this is, I'm, I'm meshing a bunch of theologians together here. Mm. So it's basically my original idea. <laughs> Putting your own words through all of theirs. <laughs> being a disciple <laughs> and being a Christian and growing in our love for God mm-hmm. and therefore humanity mm-hmm. is not about becoming a better person. Hmm. It's about realizing, oh man, and if the church real if the church would get this right, hmm. especially in the West especially mm. with the sex scandals, mm. especially with the abuse of power, mm. especially with, I'm saying especially a lot on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take so many shots. <laughs> One full shot now. <laughs> especially with everything they've covered up. You said it right there too, that was impressive. I've been saying it right every night because I've been self-conscious. <laughs> I, I feel bad for calling out, but I know other people have called you out too, so. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There's Trey. Continue. Part of being a Christian and part of... I wrote this in a paper that I just turned in, so I can't wait to see how he tells me I'm wrong. <laughs> we don't have the glory of For knowing. the same professor. <laughs> what I said was, how we model Christ today mm-hmm. is by doing something that Christ cannot do. Hmm. Repentance. Hmm. Hmm. By constantly repenting, turning away from how we have missed the mark, hmm. turning away from the ways we have gone too worldly and not been godly, hmm. that is how we model Christ today. Hmm. It's something he can't do because hmm. he never messed up. Hmm. That's a hard one to argue with this. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what it is. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree. But I also yeah. got sidetracked and I don't remember what I was talking about before. I don't remember the point. I'm sure everyone else does. You guys should be drinking during this too. <laughs> Make these episodes way more coherent. <laughs> this reminded me a lot of our first episode. <laughs> 100%. That was Unofficial our goal. Unofficial one. Yeah. That was our goal. Yeah, it was. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's. I feel bad for Andy who said it. This, <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. 
<laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I wanted to make the point about yeah. the feminist yeah, theologian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Now I remember. Yeah. So she, she said the reason why you can't be a feminist and a Christian hmm. is because Christianity is for eternity rooted in the person of Jesus. Hmm. And Jesus himself is rooted in first century BCE, AD, yeah, AD, common era. Yeah. Whatever. It's all based around Jesus. I don't remember what they say now. Common era. Common era. Yeah. Right. C-A. C-E? C-E. C-E. And... I don't know how to spell. I'm an AD guy, personally. It's how I grew up. And so... <laughs> Sue me. <laughs> common era. Like, what kind of... I think it's dumb. Should we spend some commentary on that? Because, like, common era? I think it's dumb. Like, are we saying that people before the common era were not common? Like, what are we <laughs> right. saying? What are we saying? All here? we're saying... And this is... Okay, I'll go off a little bit on this. It's like it's not, it's not that long of a rant. But all it is is like... We're using the same term... The same time to define the time. And all we're saying is like... We don't like the... In the year of our Lord. So we're going to say common era. We don't like... Before our Lord, so we're gonna say before Common Era. See, it's like that's stupid as hell. <laughs> See, I'm not even arguing that. I if we change the time period, then I'd be like, okay, I get it. Dude, if we're like would... 2000 is actually Common Era, it's like, okay, I get it. That would cause so much chaos. It really you, would. You're asking for so much. No, 100. percent But what I'm saying is like the whole definition term, the term change, stupid. Look, all I'm saying is... But yeah, continue. doesn't have to do <laughs> anything with Jesus. Yeah. Common era, silly name. True. So Daphne Hampson... Anno Domini is so much cooler to say. <laughs> do I? Anno Domini is so... It, is that okay. how it's pronounced? I don't... <laughs> A.D. Okay, I remember in fifth grade, I was yeah. given like a history presentation. Pluto was a planet when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> and I was like, A.D. And my, my teacher was like, do you know what A.D. means? And I was like... After death, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I I stupid. Like like BC before Christ, AD after Christ's death. After oh, Christ's oh. death. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, Calvin and Hobbes, where, where he would he was like yeah that happened like I don't remember it was like Doctor Seuss is like yeah he was born in you know like two BC. He's like. What is Calvin? What does BC mean? He's like before Calvin. <laughs> and I wish my name was Calvin, or at least started with the C ever since. <laughs> mm. BP. 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 And BP. Oil spill. Okay. Anyways, oh, Daphne wow. Hampson. Yes. Talk to me about feminism. <laughs> she makes the argument that you can't be a Christian and a feminist because mm -hmm. Christianity is rooted in the person of Jesus, and mm. Jesus is a historical figure who is rooted in patriarchy. Okay. And. Honestly, her argument is great. I disagreed. Hmm. My professor said I was wrong in a lot of ways, but I got an A. So, right on. So I was so almost how wrong right. were you? So I was basically right. <laughs> Give us both. I think it is... What's so wonderful about being a Christian... Is I've the ignored the time. I've ignored it. Frick the time. We're just going. I've been hanging out with my liberal I seminary friends. so bad, we gotta go. We gotta keep talking. All right, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. I almost dropped the F-bomb, by the way, and I did not. <laughs> Praise God for that. Praise the Lord. <laughs>
I feel bad for people listening, but I continue. No, this is a great conversation. <laughs> it really is. They love it. They I'm love enjoying it. every second. If of they this. made it this far, they're dedicated. They're staying. <laughs> you should support us on Patreon if you listen to this talk. <laughs> Give us five stars on Apple, please. At least. That's the least you could do. We'll shut up if you do. We'll finally we'll, answer this we'll, question about we feminism. Like, we're going to, like, not talk about this any longer <laughs> if you would just give us five stars. <laughs> Trey will finally answer this feminism question. <laughs> the fact that Jesus is rooted in history mm-hmm. is good news. Mm-hmm. And it's good news because Jesus doesn't act just enter history. Jesus happens to history. Mm. He changes the whole... Mm-hmm. Time continuum, man. Yeah. And you know what? Can I interrupt for a yeah, brief yeah. second? I have one and, more sentence. And so only you say interrupt this. Interrupt and I'll say it. You go ahead. I'll only say this: is that that's the definition of news. I heard this recently on a podcast. What is news? It's something that changes everything. If someone says that this person died, does it change everything? Maybe, maybe not. But is it news? News changes everything. Mm-hmm. The story of Jesus changes everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Jesus is the gospel. Yeah. The gospel is good news. Yes. So it is good because we think it's good. Hmm. It hits our emotions. Hmm. And we think, oh, yes, this is good. But it's also news, which hmm. means it actually happened. Yeah. It's not, it's not just this abstract goodness. Hmm. It's this actual news that hmm. happened. And so Jesus is a historical figure. Yeah. And that's who was he as a historical figure? <laughs> Somebody who, and this is this is James Cone here, mm. and this is how uh, black theology and black liberation comes into this mix. Why it is still relevant today? Why black theology is necessary? Yeah. Because Jesus is a figure who sided with the marginalized for eternity mm. and in a specific location. Hmm. He is always on the side of the marginalized. Hmm. All, all who are oppressed, that who is that Jesus is in the work to set them free. Hmm. That's what Jesus does. Jesus sets free. Mm-hmm. And so, black liberation, that's truth. Lowercase t, truth. Jesus Christ, Savior of the world, capital T, truth. That's what he does. He redeems hmm. for all of eternity. Hmm. Both are truth. Both are absolute. One is truth in its absolute, and one is truth that falls into that absolute, hmm. that makes up a part of that absolute. And okay, I do want. Please. I do want to make. This I got last a lot point. to say too. I want to make this point just because this is what I've been thinking about when it comes to my own upbringing, and it, I I often describe my upbringing as white evangelical. Hmm where we did focus a lot on following Jesus, following the rules, following Mm. the laws. We took the law seriously. Mm -hmm. And something I've had to learn over the past two to three years is why do we follow the laws? Mm. Because how I was raised, there's a bug. Nice. How I was raised to understand the law was God gave the law, we follow it. But it skips. This is all coming from Exodus. Hmm. That's when that's when Moses goes up Mount Sinai and receives the law. Mm-hmm. What happened before he walked up Mount Sinai? God liberated his people mm. 
from the slavery and bondage of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Liberation precedes the law. Hmm. God first liberates, then he orders, then hmm. God orders. Hmm. How does this have to do with hell? Hell if I know. Not sure. <laughs> I got a lot. I got a. I have a lot to say in there. It's all wrapped up together. But I'll tell you your closing thoughts. Oh man, and I had them and I lost them. But this is what I'll end on. This this is where I'll put my closing thoughts, and I'll, I'll allow you the opportunity to give yours if you have any extra. I'll make it really short. And I'm sure you will. I'll make it so short. <laughs> and this is what I'll say, regardless of our conversation. Maybe I'll say despite our conversation, too. Because <laughs> for me, it's like, yeah. Like I said earlier, it's like we have the buildup that is we agree on. But the conclusion we disagree on. And so what, what I'll say is this. Is that I believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that goes with capital T truth. Truth is truth is truth. <laughs> <laughs> and we just talked about that. Um, no matter if it's anecdotal, no matter if it's Christ, no matter who it is, if it's true, it's always true. If it shows itself to not be true, then it's not true. <laughs> but I believe that Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If anything tells me that he isn't, then there's something wrong. And so we need to investigate what is that. And a part of that goes into the holiness of God. I think that's probably the most elite term out of all of them. <laughs> um, as far as that supersedes goodness, righteousness, that kind of encompasses all of them is the holiness of Christ, the holiness of God, the Trinity. And so really what it is is we have two different... Two different views, two different perspectives, whether they're right or wrong. Maybe both are right in some ways. Maybe both are wrong in a lot of ways. But it's who who is that being? Who is the eternal? Who is the unchanging? And we have two different ideas. <laughs> we have two different views of that. But we both want to seek the same thing. What is that? Um, I disagree. You disagree with me. I disagree with you. You disagree with me. But we both want to pursue that. And for me, as we go into season two, as we end season one, <laughs> I brought it in. I brought it in. That was wonderful. <laughs> it was so good. I want to continue to pursue that. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that my heart, my mind has been changed on over the last year, over the last two years, the last five years, ten years. 20 years? I don't know. My whole my life. My whole life. And I know that there are things that God will, will continue to show me, whether that's through reading scripture, whether that's through prayer, whether that's through other people. And I know that they will be changed. And I pray that for both of us, that where we are now is, I'll say, is good. It's good for where we are. But in the lens of eternity, where we end up, I don't know. God only knows. Thank God God only knows. <laughs> but I pray that in season two, we will continue to pursue him and pursue him only. And, you know, just 
hopefully we pursue that in truth and love. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be offense. There's going to be hurt feelings. Uh-huh. But I pray there's going to be restoration inside of that. And that argues on both of our sides. Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly do. I'm being emotional. I'm being sappy. I truly do love you, Trey. I love all of your thoughts and opinions. Freaking absent. Regardless, <laughs> freaking absent. Regardless of whether I agree with them or not, I love hearing your heart and where you've come from, where you are, and where you're going. And I'm glad that I can be a part of that journey. And I pray for everyone listening that you would continue on the pursuit of truth. And truth is truth is truth. With two seekers, I love saying that. It's so easy to say because it's the same two words. <laughs> but I pray that as we go into season two, that we'll be bigger and better than ever. Yeah. And that we will continue that same pursuit that we started in season one. Mm. I love that. I love that. All right, we're gonna take this shot Cheers. of Jameson. Yeah. And it's going to be a restitution. For all of the especiallys that I said. <laughs> and all the interestings I said. <laughs> and then I'm going to share my closing thoughts. Please. And then we're going to close out the tab. Let's close it. And chug our beers. <laughs> and I won't die this time. <laughs> that was my favorite one. So smooth. So smooth. So smooth. Alright, Paul. All I want to say is I have loved <laughs> what has come of this first inaugural season yeah. of the Tipsy Theology Podcast. And I love that we disagree. <laughs> because to me that shows the creativity of God. Hmm. Is one of the things I've I've thought and haven't really written out yet is two truths that are contradictory exist one god wants us to look like jesus god Mm. wants us to be like jesus but also god created us to be original creatures so god wants us to be like ourselves Mm. god wants both of those things yeah and i think through our disagreements that's what's being shown I think God's creativity is being shown in how we think differently, Mm. how we see the world differently, Mm. how we approach it differently. And I think that just shows the expansion of God. And I think what else, on the other hand, I I think it shows, despite the fact that we are different, we are committed to unity. Yeah. We are committed to our one pursuit toward the absolute God hmm. who represents all things good hmm. and true and beautiful. Hmm. These these three words I've said <laughs> thousand, not a thousand times, <laughs> but we'll plenty get, we'll get of there. times on this podcast. Yeah. And you probably represent the truth better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I resep- represent beauty more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You can but, be ugly. But... But we both represent good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I'm so drunk. Like, this doesn't even mean anything to me. (laughs)
All right, folks, that's season one. <laughs> Woo! I'm not actually done. I'm not done. No, please. No, that was a joke. Continue. That was a joke. Continue. That's season one! <laughs> Paul, I do love you, and what you have to say is worth contending with. Hmm. Like, I, I, I think that what we are doing is so important. Yeah. Because I don't think either of us understand the truth very well at all. Hmm. But I think we both represent large masses of people, hmm. especially in America. Because hmm. we both have very Western ways of thinking about things. True. Very true. And for us to get along in a season, a, a, a time in America... Yeah, mm. not. I don't want to be American centric, but we are yeah. American people. Yeah. For us to get along, that's what's holy. Yeah. That's what's set apart. Yeah. For us to refuse to deny one of each other of their experience of God. Mm. Mm. That's how we love God. Yeah. By loving our neighbor. Yeah. I don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> about what the conservatives say or what the liberals say. Mm. Mm. For us to realize that we are each other's neighbor and that in each other what we see is Christ himself. Somebody who Christ calls us to love. Yeah. <laughs> Frick the apps. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> That's what makes this podcast special. Yeah. I don't care that we drink too much and get too <laughs> incoherent to make any sense. <laughs> the fact that we're dedicated to getting along despite our disagreements. Yeah. Despite the fact, I'll be honest, I hate some of your beliefs. Yeah. They make me so frustrated. Yeah. They make me want to stop being a pacifist. <laughs> But there's something more important than our beliefs. Yeah. And that's the fact that we're both made in the image of God. Hmm. And you are somebody that God calls me to serve and to love. Hmm. So that's how it'll end. I love you, Paul. And I'm thankful for you. You make me a better person. You Thank grow you. me. You stretch me. Hmm. You, you make me incapable of slipping into the echo chamber of my own progressive theology. <laughs> And mm. through you, Jesus has called me to a higher path. Hmm. The way of, of truth. <laughs> and life abundant. Pacifism? <laughs> Is that what you want your last words to be? No! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And... Ditto is all I can say. <laughs> all right, folks, that's season one. We'll catch you on season one. two. Thank you to Maximize Digital Media and Annie Uli for producing this episode. And I just put my shoulder in cake. <laughs> shoulder. My elbow. <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>